What's happening, everybody? On today's show, some final notes as we head into SEC Week 6. Can Texas A&M pull off the win over Alabama? Can Kentucky snap Georgia's long winning streak? We'll give you our official SEC Week 6 game picks and more. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked on College terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube Part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. We got plenty to jump into. Let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. We start over at Alabama. It's Nick Saban saying he doesn't want Jalen Milrose return to Texas as a starting quarterback to go to his head. He's a native of uh, the Houston, Texas area. He's going back to play a college game in his home state an hour down the road from College Station. Milrow has a lot riding on this game. Uh, Nick Saban telling Pat McAfee yesterday, I just met with Jalen. I said, just because you're going back to Texas doesn't mean you have to do something different. Just have to play your game fundamentally. Do what you're supposed to do. It gives you the best chance to be successful. Milrow has settled in as the starter these last couple weeks and looked good as a sophomore. He, uh, you know, Trying to follow in the footsteps of all those great quarterbacks Alabama's had these last few years. Bryce Young to Mac Jones to Tua. It has been ridiculous talent there for Alabama. But uh, look, I keep saying it. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later when we get into the matchup. But I think the, t- the team that makes the least amount of mistakes in terms of penalties, turnovers, and all that, whether it's AM or Alabama, is going to win this game. Speaking of AM, Jimbo Fisher talking with the media this week saying, uh, yeah, Alabama has no weaknesses. He said they're a tremendous football team. They're coached very well. Nick will have his team ready to play. There is no doubt. Fisher uh, talking specifically about Alabama's defense, which has been lights out holding uh, outside of the Texas game, holding their other opponents to an average of nine points per game. The last three games since the loss to the Longhorns, the Alabama Crimson Tide have given up just 438 yards and one touchdown to opposing starting quarterbacks. That's an average of 146 per game. Jimbo Fisher saying, it looks like all of them, they're always, always good. They can affect you on all three levels on that defense. They're as good as there is, and they play great football. The Aggies, on the other hand, one of the top offensive units in the SEC, averaging 38 points per game, even with their backup quarterback, and Max Johnson in there. So who are you going to pick to win this one? Gary Danielson says he sees Alabama going old school this week. He said, "Uh, this week it seems to me the two offensive lines will be responsible for allowing the quarterback to be whatever he can be on both teams. If they don't get the play up front, I don't know if either quarterback is going to have enough firepower within the offense to really make a difference in the game. Of course, Alabama's O-line looking a little bit better as of late. Uh, They were supposed to be, you know, one of the best O-lines in the SEC coming into this year. They just haven't lived up to that. A&M, their O-line has looked uh, 
has looked pretty impressive so far. Gary Danielson going on to say, both defensive lines and edge rushers are just so advanced. To me, this is a good old-fashioned 2015 Alabama-type game where their offensive line and defensive line dominated the games. They need to step up. They've been improving, but they need to step it up one more step in this game because they're facing a really talented front for Texas A&M. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly talking to the media on Thursday and announced uh, they're going to be without one of their defensive backs for a little bit. Cornerback Deuce Chestnut, who transferred in from Syracuse this offseason, currently not with the team, according to Brian Kelly. He did not play against Ole Miss. In fact, uh, reports that he didn't even travel with the team, but Kelly uh, did not give a reason. He said, quote, Deuce Chestnut is not with the team right now. We'll have an update on his status in the coming weeks. Very odd. Uh, He um, played pretty decently in that first week against Florida State, but uh, has just two tackles since then. So we'll see what happens there. LSU already very thin at corner. Would uh, hurt them a good bit to lose another one, even if it's one that wasn't contributing a ton here as of late. Over at Florida, there's a chance the Gators could be without one of their big-time offensive weapons. Running back Trevor Etienne. Could miss this game against Vanderbilt this weekend. Team released their injury report earlier this week. ATN was listed as questionable with an upper body injury. First time of the season he's been listed on the injured report. One of the most significant additions also was left tackle Austin Barber. Uh, Some other questionable names on the list, including wide receiver uh, Chakao Bowman, I think is how they say it. Tight end Dante Zanders. O-lineman Kingsley Aguakin and defensive back Miguel Mitchell. Wide receiver Caleb Douglas, tight end Jonathan Odom, and linebacker Jamarcus Weston are all ruled out this week. So we'll see. Uh, look, Montreal Johnson's very good. He can carry the workload in that backfield, but Trevor Etienne, the, the two-headed attack they provide is so good. So we'll see, uh, see if that hurts Florida at all against Vandy. Over Georgia. They're going into their Week 6 matchup against number 20, Kentucky. And junior quarterback Carson Beck has been playing well. Made some nice plays down the stretch in the win at Auburn last week. And uh, some people have criticized Carson Beck's play just because, you know, not as uber productive as Stetson Bennett was these last two years. And uh, Aaron Murray and Ian Fitzsimmons doing a radio segment this week uh, ripping people that doubted Beck. Fitzsimmons said, I know a lot of people are saying Carson Beck isn't it. I disagree with that. It was his first road test this past week. Went for 313. I don't have a problem with the way he played at all. Aaron Murray said, look, he misses one third down the field. Everyone acts like that's astonishing. Caleb Williams missed a, a post route in the first quarter against Colorado. No one went crazy over that. So we'll see if the uh, criticism from fans out there is warranted for Carson Beck. Still growing. Still, you know, limited starts on his resume so see if he continues to get better uh this is a big one for Carson Beck though if he performs as well against that Kentucky defense then Georgia will be in business over at Arkansas on their final drive of the game last week against Texas a- or, or rather A&M uh, had the game in hand against Arkansas it looked like they were attempting to run up the score on Arkansas they called plays instead of kneeling out the clock Sam Pittman Asked uh, about it this week, he said uh, he considers Jimbo Fisher a friend that would not attempt to run up the score. He said, I don't know. He said, you would have to ask him. Each guy has his different reasons. Really can't say why they tried to score there at the end. Maybe it's a rivalry. I have no idea. 
But I believe Jimbo and I are friends. That doesn't mean that he doesn't want to beat me badly and make it look worse than what it is, but I don't know. It's probably a question you would have to ask him. Look, I think it's A&M being unranked. They're trying to do anything they can for style points to get back into the rankings, and certainly a win over Alabama this week would do that. One other Arkansas note, uh, their offense quarter, Dan Enos, responded to criticism from multiple students on his university email address that was according to reports this past week. Well, Hogbeat confirmed through an open records request that the email account and the messages does belong to Dan Enos and that the email messages were real. Uh, Enos responded to several other emails as well. The one that went viral uh, was a fan writing, I just want you all to know I'm available to call fourth down plays for you all if you need it, and you don't have to pay me millions. What a disgrace. Dan Enos wrote back, what would you call? And the student wrote back, a quarterback sneak. This isn't hard, Dan. So pretty uh, pretty astonishing <laughs> that the OC is responding to angry student fan emails. Uh, other notes around the SEC at Tennessee, they will checker Neyland Stadium next week when they host uh, Texas A&M. The Vols are on their bye week. They will face the Texas A&M Aggies in week seven. Vols advertised Thursday to campaign to bring back the recent tradition of checkering the stadium orange and white as they did during last year's win against Florida. Vols are two and four all time when they checker Neyland. So I don't know if that's one that they're going to keep going if they lose this one next week to A&M. Vols and Aggies will kick off 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern on CBS next week. Uh, a few other tidbits around the conference over at Auburn. Hugh Freeze on his Tiger Talk show um, on their bye week this week, open week, if you will. Uh, he was asked about the play of his quarterback, Peyton Thorne, and it's not been so great for Peyton Thorne so far, but Hugh Freeze said, I do think we're moving in the right direction, and we are getting better in terms of uh, Peyton Thorne. So we'll see uh We'll see if the quarterback play gets any better. It has to get better for Auburn moving forward. A few other uh, notes here from the uh, world of college football. The Bolitnikoff Award given out to the top wide receiver in college football in a preseason watch list, and they've made a few midseason additions. Uh, Jalen Hyatt won the award last year, if you remember, but on Thursday the award uh, put out five new additions to their group. Three SEC receivers joining the fray. Mizzou's Luther Burden, LSU's Brian Thomas, and South Carolina's Xavier Leggett all being added to the list. Burden's addition, addition very overdue. Uh, he leads the SEC in receiving yards so far this year. Leggett isn't far behind in third place, uh, averaging 121 yards per game. And uh, Thomas is uh, fourth, averaging 107 yards per game. Uh, Malik Neighbors also right up there in the top receivers in the SEC. So some really good ones. Other SEC receivers on the midseason uh, watch list for the Bolitnikoff. You've got uh, Juice Wells from South Carolina, who's been hurt. Uh, Malik Neighbors, who mentioned. Zachary Franklin from Ole Miss. Trey Harris from Ole Miss, who's been great. Brock Bowers, Dominic Lovett, Lad McConkey all at Georgia. And then Will Shepard over at Vandy. And there you have it. That's the latest going on around the conference. Coming up next, we are going to hit on our uh, picks for week six in the SEC. Who we feel, and we'll give you those in just a sec. Well, first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you got access to the best qualified candidates out there. That's why you got to go check out our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. They're going to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You just go to their website, you add your job posting, 
uh, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame. That's going to let people know that you're hiring. they got simple tools like screening questions. going to make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires against leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs going to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Go post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Going along here, Locked On SEC, and it's that time of the week. It's time for us to make our official picks going into the weekend, so let's dive into it and give you our picks for SEC Week week 6. Now, quick disclaimer here. Our first game we're going to give you is a future SEC game. It is Oklahoma versus Texas. This is the one uh, over... In Dallas, uh, been playing it so long. Great rivalry game. Going to be uh, early, 11 a.m. Central on uh, Saturday. But Texas, just a five-point favorite. I'm taking the Longhorns. I like Sark. I think they've got uh, they've got some nice wins so far. Had a nice win over Kansas last week. They beat uh, Alabama, of course, in Tuscaloosa earlier in the year. Oklahoma undefeated, but feels a little like fool's gold when you look at the teams they've beaten. Cincinnati. Uh, SMU, it's just it's not great, huge, impressive wins. I think Texas is better, and I think the difference is Texas's wide receivers against Oklahoma's DBs. Give me Texas minus the five over Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry shootout, whatever we're calling it now. Uh, but yeah, future SEC game. Quick note on this game: Greg Sankey going to be in attendance for this one. I don't think the Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark is going to be there, so. Kind of weird. It's a Big 12 game that Greg Sankey's going to attend. It's kind of like uh, like your stepdad going to your football game. Your real dad's not there. That's kind of what's happening with Oklahoma and Texas. But going to be uh, going to be fun to watch that one again. This is a preview. This is an SEC game next year. So if you're a SEC game uh, team uh, or fan, just put it on your radar. It is uh, it's a Big 12 game right now, but an early preview of what we're going to get in the conference next year. All right, let's get into a few other of our, our real SEC picks. Um, kind of a non-conference game this week, a weird one. It's Western Michigan at Mississippi State. State is a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Look, State has lost three in a row uh, to LSU, South Carolina, and Alabama. They need a bounce-back game on offense and defense. Their defense has given up last four games 24-41 37 and 40. Zach Arnett, you're supposed to be a defensive mind. We got to see some better defense from Mississippi State. I'm going to take State at home minus the 20 and a half. Don't feel good about it at all, but this has got to be that get right game where the offense gets back on track. Will Rogers looks good. Run game looks good with Woody Marks. So we're taking State minus the points. I think they they have to win big, get their confidence back on. All right, next up we got Vandy at Florida. We are going to take Vandy plus the 18 and a half. That number just looks too big for me. I think Florida wins. Uh, and still some questions on A.J. Swan, if he's, if he's even going to play. If not, it'll be Ken Seals getting the start. But Florida leads the all-time series in this one, 43-11-2. They won 30 of the last 32 meetings. Florida's won three straight at home, and they got a lot of motivation. Because why? 
It's a revenge game. Remember, Vandy beat Florida in this game a year ago. That's when they had Anthony Richardson, a future top five draft pick. Uh, but Vandy has dropped four in a row since they started 2-0. They're giving up 40 points a game during the skid. The Gators, though, are last in the SEC in scoring, averaging 19 points a game against FCS opponents. Come on, Billy Napier. Get this together. Napier continues to call plays despite public outcries for him to give up that role. A few other notes on this one. Vandy wide receiver Will Shepard, he caught five passes for a season-high 98 yards against Mizzou. He now ranks 10th in program history with 1,826 yards receiving. Vanderbilt's only two wins in Gainesville came in 1945 and 2013. Commodores ranked third in the SEC and 24th nationally with nine takeaways. So Florida needs to take care of the football. Florida quarterback Graham Mertz, he's completed 79% of his passes this year. That leads the SEC, ranks third in the nation behind Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy. Freshman, uh, Vandy freshman wide receiver London Humphreys, he leads the SEC at almost 25 yards per catch. And uh, we mentioned earlier, Florida going to be without wide receiver Caleb Douglas, tight end Jonathan Odom in this one, and sounds like Trevor Etienne may not go as well. Gators have scored... This is kind of a fun stat. They have scored 441 consecutive games. That's an NCAA record that dates back to 1988. Gators, they never get shut out. We like the Gators in this one to win, but we like Vandy plus the 18 and a half. I got confidence in Swan or, or Ken Seals, whoever starts a quarterback. I think they'll score a couple points. I don't think Florida runs away with their scoring. So, you know, maybe it's something like, 30 to 17 or something. That's That gets us the Vandy cover. Next up, we got LSU minus four on the road at Missouri. LSU coming off that crushing loss to Ole Miss last week, 55 to 49, where their defense was abysmal. They head into their second conference game with Alabama and A&M ahead of them and Ole Miss holding the tiebreaker. So they really need an SEC win in a bad way. The Mizzou Tigers, they are 5-0 for the first time since 2013. They started 7-0 that year and won the SEC East. LSU, they lead the SEC with 353 yards per game through the air. They're going to face a Missouri secondary that has a couple of good players but has been kind of average this year. Missouri's safeties have had trouble in pass defense. Luther Burden, he's the only wide receiver in the SEC ahead of Malik Neighbors in yards, uh, total yards this season. LSU's lone win against Missouri came back in 2016 in Baton Rouge. Missouri won games against LSU in 2020 and in the 1978 Liberty Bowl. LSU ranked number four in total offense, 551 yards per game they are averaging. And Jaden Daniels has accounted for at least four touchdowns in each of his last four games. Joe Burrow last did that at LSU in 2018-19. Missouri, they've topped 500 yards total offense in the past two games. Brady Cook broke the SEC record for consecutive pass attempts without an interception. So, Mizzou, they got a lot going for them. But Vegas knows something. LSU's been the road favorite all week. Now, the line was about six and a half earlier in the week on FanDuel. It's now down to about four. But I'm sticking with LSU. If they lose this game, it is panic time in Baton Rouge. I think Matt House, the defensive coordinator, may not still be employed by next Monday if they lose this one giving up a ton to Missouri for Eli Drinkwitz I just don't think they have the depth so give me LSU minus the four and one more game here it is Arkansas at Ole Miss Ole Miss an 11 and a half point home favorite 
The last three matchups in this one have been wild. It is Lane Kiffin versus uh, Sam Pittman. The matchups have delivered throughout the last couple years. Last season's game produced three 200-yard rushers. Two years ago, it was that 52-51 win that ended in a failed two-point conversion for Arkansas. And three years ago, Arkansas had six interceptions, including a win-sealing pick six. So these games have been wild. The Razorbacks, they come into this one having lost three in a row, looking for their first SEC victory. Five of the last eight games between Ole Miss and Arkansas have been decided by four or fewer points. So this one's going to be close, according to history. Running back Rocket Sanders came back from a knee injury. Sustained in the opener last week, but he was really a non-factor. 11 carries for 34 yards. He was the SEC's number two rusher a year ago. He has just 76 yards. Wide receiver Trey Harris for Ole Miss. He returned last week from a knee injury. Eight catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. He's averaging 21 yards on 16 catches. Six of those have gone for touchdowns. Last season, Arkansas won this game 42-27 despite giving up 700 total yards. K.J. Jefferson has played well in his two meetings with Ole Miss. He has combined to complete 74% of his passes for almost 500 yards and six touchdowns with one pick. He also has over 132 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns in this rivalry. But, look, we're going to take Ole Miss minus the 11.5. I just can't roll with Arkansas with what we've seen from them the last couple weeks. Just inconsistent and getting their brains beaten against A&M last week on a neutral field. We're going to take... The Ole Miss Rebels of Oxford and Lane Kiffin to cover the 11 and a half. Don't feel good about it. A ton of points, but we're going to go with Ole Miss and see if Arkansas can't prove us wrong. All right, we'll get to the uh, two biggest matchups in the SEC coming up next. You know which ones they are. We're going to talk about that in just a sec right here on Locked on SEC. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action throughout this NFL season with FanDuel. They are America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. they got a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, Tons of stuff. They even got college football on there, all the big SEC games. They got them for you there on FanDuel, but they certainly want you to check out all their NFL action. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get this NFL season rolling along where you're feeling good about yourself and winning some of these uh, games. FanDuel, it is the official partner of the NFL. All right, rolling along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. And we're going to dive back into it and giving you our picks for this weekend. we got two big games remaining. And next up, it is Kentucky at Georgia. Kentucky, 14.5-point underdogs. Georgia leads this series all-time 62-12-2. They have won 13 straight. First place in the SEC is on the line uh, here as Georgia, still the number one team in the country. Can they hold on to that number one ranking after a couple scares here in recent weeks? Bulldogs will try to extend their school record 22-game win streak. Coming back home to Athens, Kentucky running back Ray Davis 
has rushed for 594 yards and eight touchdowns. Tight end Brock Bowers. He is tied for second with A.J. Green on Georgia's record list with 23 career touchdown catches. Trails Terrence Edwards, who had 30 from 1999 through 2002. Kentucky's last win in the series came in 2009, a 37-24 win in Athens. Bulldogs are 34-4-2 against Kentucky at Sanford Stadium. So Kentucky's only even won there four times in their history. And Kentucky is 3-16 against teams ranked number one. Their last win over a number one team was a triple overtime game against LSU in 2007. Kentucky this season... Love this stat. Kentucky's outscored SEC foes 37 to nothing in the first quarter. Georgia has struggled with slow starts. They're scoring, they've scored 17 points and allowed 17 points in the first quarter. So what does that mean? Kentucky starts fast and jumps out to an early lead. Don't count out Georgia yet because they've been able to rally. Georgia's allowing 13 points per game that ranks 14th in the nation. And the Bulldogs have finished in the top 16 in scoring defense in six straight seasons, including first in 2019 and 2021. Man, this game is uh, super intriguing. We're going to go with Kentucky and the points. I don't know if they're going to get the win. Look, Georgia's played with fire here in a, in a couple last couple weeks, but we're going to take Kentucky plus the 14.5. Just seems like a lot of points. Maybe it's something where Georgia wins. 31-21 or something like that, but uh, we're going to take Kentucky and the points and hope that they can keep it pretty close. And lastly, the game of the week in the SEC, it is Alabama at Texas A&M. This line has really moved. It was uh, Alabama uh, earlier in the week. We're close to about a three-point favorite. Then it was two and a half for much, much of the week. Now, as of today, FanDuel's got Alabama as a one-point favorite, so it's almost becoming a pick em. The uh, winner of this game will be in control of their fate in the SEC West. AM is the SEC's top-rated defense, allowing just 96 rushing yards a game with one touchdown on the ground. Alabama run game, where you at? Uh, AM also second in the SEC with four sacks a game. That's the same number Alabama has allowed to earn its 13th place SEC ranking in sacks given up. Texas AM's Edgerin Cooper and Shamar Turner have been disruptive in that front seven. Jalen Milrow, he has kind of settled down here the last couple weeks. He's completed 27 of 33 passes over the last two games. Does have an interception in there. AM wide receiver Nia Smith, he needs just 45 receiving yards to become the first player in SEC history with 2,000 receiving yards and 250-plus yards in rushing punt returns and kick returns. He's a, he is a do-it-all player. He is really, really good. Nick Saban, 29-3 against teams run by his former assistants, including a 5-1 record against Jimbo Fisher. Of course, in this game two years ago, Jimbo Fisher got that first win and broke that streak. And then Kirby beat Saban, and then Sark beat Saban, and it's kind of been going the other direction here as of late. Texas A&M's defense holding opponents to a 23% conversion rate on third downs. That is third best in the nation. A&M has seven sacks in each of, the, of its past two games. That's the most in consecutive games since they came to the SEC in 2012. Ah, who knew? Those four and five-star defensive ends are finally starting to play well. Alabama, they have won 51 of their last 52 games when they score a touchdown in their opening possession. A&M, they are 33-5 when scoring first under Jimbo Fisher and 32-2 when they lead after the first quarter. 
Guys, we may know who we may know the winner of this game on whoever scores first. That's uh, who has history on their side here between Bama and AM. We're gonna take AM plus the one, and why not? We'll go AM money line. Look, we've doubted Alabama before. We took Alabama or took Ole Miss to upset Alabama a few weeks ago, and Alabama said, Hey, we're still Bama. Check out our defense. Kevin Steele, we're dominant. But this one just feels like uh, if you want to really make a play on this one, the under is probably the play. That number's been coming down all week. Just feels like this is gonna this is destined to be one of those like twenty to seventeen type games. Advantage for Alabama though. Will Reichert has been fantastic kicking field goals. He is so so good. If this one comes down to a kick, it's advantage Alabama. But um, we'll see. Both defenses very strong, very stout. This is uh, not one for the faint of heart. This is going to be one that is one in the trenches this week. And, again, we'll take AM plus the one at AM in the straight-up upset, although the odds won't be that great betting odds. We'll, we'll take the Aggies to beat Alabama. So there are our picks, and that is going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC heading into week six. Man, crazy to think this season is already flying by this quickly. Thank you guys for making us – your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We'll be back on Monday, giving you our winners of the weekend. Come on back, won't you? We'll discuss all the action from the weekend in the SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. You guys have an awesome weekend. Be safe out there, and we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. You are Locked On SEC. 